Inspirational women are increasingly popular in the news and media, but many go unheard and their stories are never told. Women to Watch with Susan Rocco captures the stories of many women who truly make a difference. Women to Watch is the vehicle for developing new leaders, encouraging younger generations, and in building self-esteem for future entrepreneurs. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another week of Women to Watch here on Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm in this studio every week sitting down with some women from uh, the Philadelphia area and across the country as well who have some great stories to share. And I'm thrilled to be joined today by Lisa Condi. Lisa is the co-founder of Better Way to Italy, which is a boutique luxury tour company uh, designed by and for women. And Lisa has a great story. She She's also a contributor to the Huffington Post. And uh, basically, Lisa um, picked up and started over later in life and in a totally different country. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Sue. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm so glad that we could do this, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear not only how you came to make this decision, but also learn a little bit more about you um, prior to making that um, transition from living in the U.S. At, to living now in Italy. So yeah. l- let's start out a little bit with your years growing up in Salt, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Tell me what, um, what your aspirations were as a young girl and what your family life was like. Well, I am fifth-generation Utahn, so growing up in Salt Lake City, I was surrounded by family, extended family, and lots of childhood friends. I, I think about my aspirations, and I'm not sure that I ever had a solid direction that I thought, that's what I want to be when I grow up. But in our family, there was never a question that you would go to college. So I always knew that that would be the step after high school. And my entire childhood and through high school was filled with dance, primarily ballet. And I always credit it for giving me the discipline that I needed because I had much more discipline in ballet than I did in school. Oh, okay. <laughs> and is is that the, the type of school that you had, or you just were not interested in school at the time? Oh, I, I was interested, and I was a good student primarily, but I had such a short attention span. And so when I got to dance, it was just the perfect physical and mental outlet for my creativity, I think. Okay. So I, I see that connection then to to um, your work in the fitness industry. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your very first trip to Italy. You were 17 years old. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I just think that's, you know, so interesting that um, that first experience kind of stayed with you throughout your life. Talk about that trip and what it was that um, kind of inspired you. Well, it was the year before my senior year in high school, and I went with my best friend. She's still a dear friend. And with a youth group of several high schools, and we toured for six weeks throughout Europe. And quite honestly, Sue, I know you travel some. The traveling then was so different. You didn't have cell phones or Internet or credit cards. Right. So when we got to Europe, we were very removed from everything in the United States. And I remember 
not just Italy, but Europe itself, just opening my eyes to the fact that this was such a big world. And I was totally intrigued by how different Europe was from, from the United States and certainly from Utah. And while I remember Italy and I remember Rome and seeing the David, I don't remember at 17 that Italy particularly called to me. I liked all of Europe. I wanted to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to come back. Yeah. I think it's interesting you said um, it was totally removed, you know, which is such a wonderful thing. I think in today's world, we can't be totally removed from anything. Right. <laughs> right? right. And, and right. that's not a good thing. You really, when you need a break, you need a break. And we should be kind of away from the day to day. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting to me that that felt good to you at such a young age. You were 17. Yeah. And usually a 17 year old wants to be around all their other 17 year old friends. Right. I just remember that there was a rhythm to life, a feeling of just how old Europe was that yeah. really called to me. I really liked it. Always, always have. Still yeah. feel the same way. Was, was history a, um, a favorite topic of yours in school? I think I did like history. And for me, again, with a short attention span, it just made it real. When I saw the Colosseum, then I was interested in Roman history. Yeah. Well, you do know I did just come back from a trip, and it's it's <laughs> yes. spectacular on so many levels. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. I, of course, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the influence that your grandmother had on you. You mentioned to me that she's somebody that really— um, had an impact and, and shaped who you are. Talk about your relationship with her. Oh, well, thank you for asking. She was uh, primarily the person in my life that I felt unconditional love from. And um, as I mentioned, I'm fifth-generation Utah, which meant that my ancestors are Mormon pioneers. Okay. And while I'm not Mormon and I wasn't raised Mormon, my grandmother very frequently would talk to me about the strong women that were in our family. And she would always, I can just see her patting my hand saying, you come from a long line of strong women, Lisa. And she had been widowed at 55. Her mother had been widowed very early on with four young children. And so I grew up really having this notion that in my DNA, was something that would make me a strong woman. <laughs> and I don't think I really knew how much I would have to rely on it until probably the last decade. But I think of her often, and I, I think of how ahead of her time she was to talk about strong women. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, what a great yeah. message. And, and to hear that from your grandmother, um, I yeah. think, was probably really powerful for you. It, it definitely was. And she, without saying the words all of the time, she just would always let me know that whatever I decided to do was absolutely wonderful and I should do it. Yeah. Well, that's that unconditional love that that's a grandparent's job. Yes, <laughs> no matter what we do, it's okay. Thank heavens for them. Right. Um, so when you, um, when you were young, did, was, was your grandmother working outside of the house or was she a homemaker? No, she was a homemaker, but she lived in her own home until she passed away. 
And she was just a fabulous cook and a fabulous entertainer. And to go to her, I would go spend weeks and months with her. And um, she just knew how to create wonderful meals and wonderful, everything was about how it looked and the presentation. And I'm but always in the home. Yeah. yeah, that's so nice. That's so nice. And Lisa, I know you have two children of your own. And, and I know you have a daughter, and I'm assuming you've passed some of these wonderful life lessons on to her. Well, I, I certainly tried. Um, I always tell my children I won't take credit for their success or their failures because they're very much their own people. But in my eyes, of course, they've never had a failure. I think they're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me, tell me what they're doing now. My daughter is in Salt Lake City, and she works for Morgan Stanley. And my son works for, he's sponsored by Patagonia. He has been a rock climber as part of a a passion of his life and turned it into a job. So he travels a lot through the United States and also comes over to Europe, which is great for me because I see him about three or four times a year. Oh, that's great. Um, Multilingual. Um, They're just, they're very different from each other, and they're probably very different from me. I think they are their own people, their own person. But closer, I'm closer to them than anybody else in the world, and I always say they were the only two that got to have a vote whether I came here or not. (laughs) Right. Well, I I said to you, I loved, um, you know, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but when you made the decision to to pick up and go, um, your daughter said, Mom, you know, I've never seen you happier than when you were in Italy, and you need to go for it. And I love that she gave you that support. Well, I do, too. And I think it says a lot for uh, both of my children that they would so unselfishly say, you know, do what you want to, because I do miss birthdays and holidays, and and we maintain our relationship through Skype a lot. And I have always told them, you know, if there's something they really need me to come home for, of course I would, but they're really my biggest cheerleaders. Yeah, that's terrific. Um, um, Let's go back a little bit, Lisa. I know that you spent um, 32 years in the fitness industry, and uh, that's a long time, and and obviously you were finding some reward in that. Tell me how that um, Mm -hmm. came to be for you. How did you end up in the the fitness industry? Well, quite honestly, Sue, as I've ended up in everything else, I think it just kind of presented itself, um, and I was ready for it. Um, I was in L.A., newly married, when the aerobics and fitness industry was just starting to take off. So I was really in at the ground level, and when we moved back to Salt Lake City, I was able to bring that that with me, um, started uh, direct, being a director of a club and eventually two and had a couple of businesses. And it just kind of orga- organically grew as the industry grew. Mm-hmm. That, that was certainly a good time to get in. You know, now it's, it's booming. Right, right. And I have, I have found, I mean, I loved working with women. I loved helping them see that they could be physically and mentally strong 
And it was also a great way to complement my raising children because it gave me a tremendous amount of time at home. Yeah. I, you know, it seems to me that you always had a desire to um, help women in some shape or another. Um, it, because it you has been that way. Yeah. Wh- why, do you, why is that? I don't know. I think I just, it, it resonates with me. It's easy for me to connect with them. And, and I'm really a believer that we need to find our niche and not try to be everything to everybody. And that's kind of, again, how my next business came about. And I thought, let's just keep, let's do what we know we do well. And it's so rewarding to see women blossom, believe in themselves. Yes, even if it's later in life. You know, you're a perfect example of, um, you know, it's it's never too late. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, This is a question I had for you that I'm not sure um, you've thought about or not, but I wanted to know if um, your decision to, to move to Italy was um, more a yearning to leave Utah, or was it more a desire to actually go and live in Italy? That is such a good question. Um, I had never really thought about leaving Utah. My children were there. My lifetime friends were there. And it really hit me, as I described in my article, the decision, just sitting in that coffee shop in Rome, waiting for the taxi to come and and get us after a cruise to go home, I thought, I'm just happier here. I want to come and explore why I feel so happy here. Yeah. Can you talk? I couldn't think of a reason to go home. (laughs) Right. No, no. Talk about that afternoon in the coffee shop in Rome. That's a great story. (laughs) It was actually very, very early in the morning. And the coffee shop wasn't even open. We were standing outside. My daughter and I were standing outside waiting for the taxi, and I kind of peeked in the door and just asked if they would give me an espresso. And being Italian, they said, of course, you know, come <laughs> on in. And, and he said, but it will take a minute. And he, he started to get everything ready, and I stood there smelling the coffee, smelling the rolls baking, and hearing the Italian, and I just had an overwhelming sense that this is where I belonged. As silly as that sounds, being from Utah and Danish heritage, I just thought, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, well, that um, made me wonder if there's some, first of all, what is your nationality? Is there some uh, Italian in your background? There's not. I'm from Danish blood, and as far as I can find, not a single Italian there. Um, but it just resonated with me. And I such I have such a fundamental belief that life is supposed to be joyful. And I had just felt so much joy there. And I'm, I just thought, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I can come and try it, and if it doesn't work... I can go back to Utah. I certainly know that I do well in Utah, so why not give it a try? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it was the not now when. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was the espresso talking, <laughs> because I felt very good after I had those espressos too. <laughs>
<laughs> but that's what's amazing to me. Anytime someone takes a trip away, you know, they're they're joyful and they're relaxed, and right. um, they they may say out loud, "Gosh, I'd love to live here." But people don't typically do it. You know, right. you actually and, did it, and sell their home and right. Um, everything they own, <laughs> their car. <laughs> right, right. Let me ask, how long after you um, made that decision or you had that moment in the coffee shop, did you actually move? You had to go back and, first of all, tell your friends and family what you were doing. What did they say? <laughs> well, that was really interesting as well because some really supported the decision. I talk very often about you can look in a woman's eyes, particularly some older women said to me, go do this and go do it now because you never know when that window won't be open anymore. Yes. And of course, there were some people, I call them the dream squashers, <laughs> who just said, what? Right. You, you don't speak Italian. What, where are you going to have Thanksgiving? Right. And, you know, what do your children think? And, you know, as we all learn as we get older, you just simply can't listen to all of the voices out in the arena. Yes. And, and to answer your question, it was three months. I sold my home, car, everything I owned, and I was back on the plane in three months and two days. Wow. That is a quick turnaround from a decision <laughs> to... Ch- Really, Lisa, that's amazing to me. I know. And when I meet women here, you know, they'll say, oh, I planned for five years and downsides. <laughs> and I just think, oh, not me. Right. I just did it. You just did it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great lesson in, um, you know, kind of turning off the um, the opinions and the advice of everyone else around you and really just listen to what your yeah. heart is telling you. Yes. Yeah. And, and, of course, if it hadn't been very strong, if I hadn't felt very sure, I would never have done something so, so big or so grand. But I really had not a moment in those three months of hesitation. And it wasn't until I was about halfway across the ocean coming to Florence that I thought, Oh, my gosh, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) And listen, you had to find a place within those three months to live. You didn't go back over there without a place to live, did you? No. Okay. No. I I had lined up a place, an apartment. um, But there again, you know, when I was halfway over the ocean, I thought, well, yeah, I've paid this deposit on PayPal, but what if this man doesn't even really exist? Wow. What if I don't, what if I don't have an apartment or a place to go to? <laughs> My guess is that you're someone that always says, well, what's the worst that can happen, right? That is my motto, Susan, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'd go to a hotel and stay a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. Right, and you'd find another place, and you're and you're you know you're open to people, and you someone would help you, right? Oh yes, and in Italy, there's always somebody that has helped me. I have more Italian guardian angels than I could imagine. That's terrific, L- Lisa. We're going to take a quick break, and we will okay. be back in just a moment. We're uh, in the right. studio with Lisa Condi, co-founder of Better Way to Italy.
Are you the parent of a daughter in middle school? If so, I must tell you about an upcoming event at Mount St. Joseph Academy. As the parent of an alum, I know firsthand the value of their academic excellence, athletic and arts programs. This private, all-girls Catholic high school in Montgomery County provides the foundation our daughters need to go on to leadership roles at top universities and future careers. I know my daughter did. To register for the open house, go to msjacad.org backslash open house. And be sure to ask about their financial assistance and scholarship programs when you visit msjacad.org backslash open house. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes. Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the city of life. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need. 
When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806. Or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch here on Talk 860. I am interviewing this morning, or this afternoon, rather, Lisa Condi, and Lisa is calling us from Italy. Lisa is the co-founder of Better Way to Italy, which is a boutique uh, luxury tour company. It's designed by and for women. And in the first half of the show, we were learning all about Lisa herself and and her background. And uh, one of the things, uh, Lisa, I read that that you talk about often is that Tuscany always calls to women. And I wanted to know why you think that is. What is it about that place? That- yeah, that's, that's a good question, too. And, you know, perhaps it calls to men as well, and I just don't hear about it because I'm spending my tour time with women. But um, Tuscany is all about saturating the senses, I think. It's the art and wine and food, opera, the beautiful vistas. It just seems to say to women, slow down and savor life, and beauty is everywhere. And I think that it resonates with women. It calls to them. And um, as, as Under the Tuscan Sun demonstrated, women really resonate to the story of coming to Tuscany. Yeah. And you forgot the olives. <laughs> and the olives. <laughs> The olive oil. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We came home with a boatload of olive oil and balsamic. Good for you. Yeah. Good. You should. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I just love it. Um, yeah. I, I really want to talk about your, you know, you didn't just go there with, on, you know, with this dream and kind of just lollygag around. You know, you decided to start a business. And, um, you know, with a very entrepreneurial spirit, um, you decided to start this tour company. And I want to talk about your relationship with Sarah Walton, who is your partner, and how you two paired up and how it all came to be. Well, I have known Sarah since she was 12 years old because she was the babysitter for my children. When I would go to work in the summer, when I would go to teach, she would babysit for me. So I have known Sarah. I mean, she's like a family member to me. And I think that it, first of all, it gives us a great sense of trust with each other because we're not new business partners. We know each other very well. And, again, just a very organic beginning to this career, I I came primarily thinking the first year I would take language classes and I would do a little writing. And when I started writing, Sarah's company, Better Way Moms, 
picked up my writing about Italy and about being a, a woman later in life, changing her course of direction. And after that, the Huffington Post picked up my story. So as we started to get emails, and Sarah and I would hear from women who who wanted to see Tuscany the way that I had seen it, wanted to know if I would show them Tuscany. Mm-hmm. It just was a natural to say, well, you know, what if? What if we made this into a business and, and brought women over here? And it's just been a fabulous way to bring together both of our strengths. And so Sarah at the to- is also from Utah, is that correct? She is also from Utah. She lives in New York now okay. and um, has this company called Better Way Moms and now an additional company. She's the co-founder, the other co-founder of um, Better Way to Italy. Oh, okay. So she works from New York. You're, I, I, I thought she was in Italy as well. No, no. She works from New York and I work from here. And it's just such a perfect combination because... She takes care of the registration and the money, and I think women feel very comfortable if they can call and actually talk to somebody and and pay in the you know in the United States. And I'm over here making the the connections and the friendships and relationships for our business. Yeah, that's a perfect partnership. You have to have you know one person that really is handling the the business end of it. And, right. and she's probably good at that. And then you need someone else who takes care of logistics and communicating with clients. Exactly. Um, talk, talk about your writing um, for the Huffington Post. Are you still doing that on a regular basis? Yes, I am. When, <laughs> when I get time, I've slacked off just a little bit this past month, but I do write for them. And again, they just approached and asked if, if I would share my story and um, and so I did. I, I write about just a lot of different subjects, but of course, all relating to a woman later in life living in a foreign country. Do you sometimes um, use the stories of, of your clients for your writing? Um, I certainly have used the idea of bringing women to Tuscany, but not a particular client, just... Um, in kind of a privacy, right? Privacy oh, sort of thing. right, right. Because I'm sure you hear some wonderful stories as well from the women that you work with. We hear fabulous stories, and one of the one of my favorite things about our company is that we keep the groups very small, mm-hmm. twelve to fourteen women, and this allows a woman that maybe doesn't have anybody to travel with. Yes. The opportunity to jump into a group and travel. And in our last group, unbeknownst to the rest of, of the ladies, we had three women that had just lost their spouse within the past year. Oh, yeah. So the camaraderie between those ladies in sharing and, and how courageous they were to then decide to go on such a big trip by themselves, essentially, until they got into the group. But the group seems to form very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> one, one meal and some wine, and we are all really good friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so true. That's the other thing about it, Italy. The first 10 minutes you meet somebody, you're, you're, you feel like family. 
That's right. <laughs> um, I should mention for the listeners, this this is not something that you've been doing for years. Um, you you did this, I believe, in August of 2012. Um, that's when I came to Italy, and then we let's see, yeah, and then it was that spring. Yeah, that spring that we. Um, made the company or, or decided to, to make it into a business. So it's, it's a very new business. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, you know, it's not, we're talking about all the wonderful things about um, the decision you made and, and where you live and the beauty and everything. But I know there's some tough times for you um, and feeling, you know, feeling lonely because your mm-hmm. family is in the U.S., mm-hmm. what, what what are the tools that you use to you know move past those um, those times in your life when you're when you're missing the U.S. and family and friends? Well, they do happen, and I think that it's a part of the story that often doesn't get discussed because no matter where we are, we're going to have times. I think that we're lonely or that we're frustrated and and when you live away from all that you know really in a totally different culture different language and you don't have any lifelong friends or family it can feel very unattached it can feel very you know at times lonely if if i let it and so first of all i think i have really learned to enjoy my own company much more than I ever thought was possible. But I also give myself permission to realize that it's okay to feel homesick. A lot of times then I will schedule a Skype with a girlfriend and we'll plan an hour and just just chat, just like we were at home together. Yeah. Um, go for a long walk through the Bardini Garden or up to San Miniato and... I also, Susan, remind myself that this doesn't have to be forever. Right. You know, that, that it's an amazing space in my life, an opportunity that I am enjoying. But at any time, I, I'm the captain of my own ship. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> and, and I can change and, and go back to the United States. Now, saying that, I just barely got my my two-year permesso renewed, so (laughs) I think for another couple of years at least. Yeah. Well, that leads me to to a question I had for you was whether or not, you know, you had dreams of of trying something else in a couple of years, or you're not there yet. You're just focused on, on the business at hand. Well, I'm really focused on on the tour group. I love the idea of getting that up and going, um, which it is. After, after I was on the Today Show, our spring tours all but filled just within a a number of weeks. Oh, I bet. I'm thrilled about that. I can't wait, you know, to, to meet those ladies and do those tours. But I also realize that that could be done splitting my time between Italy and the United States. Mm-hmm. And I do have this um, passion of writing that I think someday I will write a book. Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> that keeps calling to me. Yeah, yeah. And that's something you can certainly do over time, take your time, do it while exactly. you're while you're running the business. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um I, you know, for the listeners who may be 
contemplating uh, a transition themselves or, or starting a new business. I'd love for you to talk about the actual steps you took um, to, to, to start the company itself. In other words, um, when you were over in Italy and Sarah's here in the U.S., mm-hmm. what is the very first thing you did to kind of establish um, a better way to Italy? Well, I think first and foremost, you have to to map out what is it that you want to do. And as I mentioned it before, I think you can try to do everything for everyone and end up pleasing, you know, nobody. So we chose our market. We felt very strongly that there was a place for just a woman's traveling group. Um, We also talked a lot about, you know, even as well as we knew each other, what were our goals and what were our our priorities? Where was our integrity? You know, you really, I would say choosing a business partner takes a lot of care, and it's a relationship that you want to really get to know that other person and make sure before you open a business together that you're you're on the same page, not that you're exactly alike. Right. But but your values are the same and your vision is the same. Yes. Yes, that's really important to make sure that you both um you know, the gifts that each of you have are gonna complement the business and help you to be exactly. successful. And the other thing I would <laughs> we always talk about is when you start your own business, and I'm sure it, you will know this is true, it's a lot more work than you think it's going to be. It's rarely a nine to five. <laughs> That's no, it's never, never. It's never a nine to five. <laughs> it's every day, anytime you feel pulled to, to to work on it. Yes, and it is a lot of work. But then again, when it's your passion and you love the product. It just feels so worthwhile, and you're so excited to put it out there. But, you know, it's a lot of work. Right. There's a lot of moving parts. Let's talk about, you know, an actual, if if somebody decides to to do the tour and come, what would a typical day for them be like? What's included on the tour, and and where do they stay? Well, we, um, again, Sarah and I have the same vision that we didn't want to be nickeling and diming. And so our tour is basically just one price is going to cover everything except for just a couple of meals that are on their own. We stay in four-star hotels, beautiful accommodations. And I would say the most unique thing about our tour is that I have handpicked every single thing that we do. And so... I know every director, I know every restaurant, I know every tour guide. The people, the women that come on our tours are going to be treated like friends and sometimes family. And they're going to see a a side of Tuscany that most tourists don't see. Well, Well, we see, of course, you know, the high spots and the touristy things. We're also going to do some shopping and some eating and some mingling with with people that are away from the touristy spots. Right. That That's sometimes where you have the most adventures is those off-the-beaten-path um, locations, don't you think? Oh, I definitely think so. And I think that the Italian people are the most generous, 
and gracious people I have ever met. And so if you can get away from the areas where they're just catering to tourists and really spend time with with Italians, I, it just can't be beat. Yeah, I agree, which is why I married one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't look like a Rocco. It's obvious I married in. <laughs> That's a good choice. Uh, Lisa, we're going to take one last quick break, and we will okay. be right back. Okay. Are you the parent of a daughter in middle school? If so, I must tell you about an upcoming event at Mount St. Joseph Academy. As the parent of an alum, I know firsthand the value of their academic excellence, athletic and arts programs. This private, all-girls Catholic high school in Montgomery County provides the foundation our daughters need to go on to leadership roles at top universities and future careers. I know my daughter did. To register for the open house, go to msjacad.org backslash open house. And be sure to ask about their financial assistance and scholarship programs when you visit msjacad.org backslash open house. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know, they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes. Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at InSourceNow.com to find the quality help you need. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the City of Light. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. 
We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806. Or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm having a wonderful conversation uh, with Lisa Condi. Lisa is the co-founder of Better Way to Italy, and she's calling us from Italy um, this afternoon. And her, her company is a boutique luxury tour, and it's designed by women and for women. And um, something else that I read um, about you, Lisa, was that at one time you and Sarah were teaching classes um, about listening to your own intuition, uh, finding courage, and following your passion. And I'd really love for you to talk um, for a few minutes about why that was of interest to you and what you think um, learning those things can do for women. Well, first of all, we still teach those classes. That's okay. Part of our, yeah, that's part of our tours. Great. It, it's certainly not in a formal class setting. We uh, have aperitivo and a little glass of wine about five or six in the evening before we go out to dinner and, and spend an hour talking about subjects that I think are really of interest to women and important to women. Mm-hmm. Sarah... Um, left a high-paying corporate position when she decided to stay home and develop Better Way Mom. And obviously, I have listened to my intuition in making big life changes. And again, I think that rather than just being kind of an airy subject, it's, it's really a solid muscle that you can learn just like exercise to develop to listen to intuition. You know, Brene Brown said, you can be afraid and brave at the same time. And I think that's really powerful. And I think women need to hear that because I know I have women often say to me, but I would never have the kind of courage that you have. And I think I don't have any more than you have. I just exercised it along the way so I have confidence in it. 
I, I dare try something new. And, and right. so we talk a lot about that. And I think that that's a, again, it, it makes the group feel very cohesive and, and come together and share. But it really helps women know that it's not one woman is courageous and another woman just didn't get courage. It's something you have to use. You have to try. Right. And in other words, you, although you made this grand change in your life and late in life, you still were afraid while you were doing it. Oh, absolutely. And and I still have days that I'm afraid or I still have situations that I would rather not face knowing I'm going to have to face them all in Italian or or it's just going to be something, you know, difficult. But every time I think every time we conquer one of those, it gives us the confidence to say, oh, I can do this. I got this. Yeah, I agree. I I love that you said, you know, it. It's people kind of look to these um, discussions sometimes as airy topics or, you know, right. an, an airy subject to talk about passion and courage and intuition. When, yeah. in fact, when you pay attention to them, um, they very often are what leads you to success. Oh, I, I think so. And, and again, I think that they are like a muscle. I, I think as you listen to your intuition, you start to realize where it's based. Mm-hmm. And what what are just butterflies in your stomach and maybe being nervous and what is actually a reaction saying, no, that's probably not a good idea. Right. And that's true. We cannot, you know, it's, it's always um, the best to, to listen what you, to what your own mind is telling you and not what other people are saying. But sometimes, too, I think that um, you have to be careful when you're doing that because we don't always have the right answers as, as well. Sometimes yeah. we can be compulsive and, and, right. and you know, making decisions um, based on something that's not really, I don't want to say rational, but. But solid or well thought exact, out. That's right. Well thought out. Right. Um, let me ask you, Lisa, if you had an opportunity to, to talk to your 17-year-old self when you mm. were uh on that first trip to Italy, what would you say? <laughs> well, wow, I'm sure when I was 17, I didn't in my wildest dreams think that I would be back in Europe living here. I think I would probably say what, what most women would say at my age, looking back, is relax a little more. You know, you're, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, um, but they're all going to be part of the path, and it's going to twist and turn and throw curveballs, but ultimately it's going to be so joyful. And I think the biggest journey always, whether you're in the United States or in Italy, is the journey to self. And so at 17, I would say, you got some pretty good stuff going on. <laughs> You're going to turn out okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, and you you mentioned, you know, school for you was not easy because of um, it was hard to focus. I can totally mm-hmm. relate to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the same. And but in that um, you had gifts. You know, they, they might not have been, you might not have been the top of the class academically, but your gifts were in other areas and more creative and more, uh-huh. right? 
So yeah. what would you say? Young women today, I think, um, struggle with that. We all do. You know, you yeah. learn more about yourself as life goes on. Um, um, but yeah, young, yeah. young women today, I think, need lessons in, you know, you have value no matter what your gifts are. And what would you say to young women if you had a group of them, you know, in front of you um, t- to help with that self-esteem piece? Well, I, I think it's huge. I think it's what our, our entire journey is about, is to figure out what our gifts are, how they can best serve others, and how we can find a life that is joyful. And I think that's not as easy or as simple as it sounds, but I do believe that each young girl and each woman has talents and has something that they can feel passionate about. And I think that's the key to finding what they want to do because we have to find something that brings us to life, that makes us excited to get up in the morning and and I would hope and is of service to to other people. That's right. That That's a very important Point. I think, you know, you find the most reward when you're doing something that benefits others in some way. Right, right. Do you, can you talk about um, any stories about some of the women who have come over and, and been on your tours and something that you've learned from them, in, in, particularly when you have these, um, these groups of sharing and, and talking about courage and passion and intuition? Well, probably the most courageous woman... Um, that I at least that is springing to mind was a lady whose husband had died maybe six months before she signed up for for the trip, and he had been in a wheelchair for several years, and she had been the caretaker, and he had told her, you know, now now go and travel when when I'm gone and do all the things that we you haven't been able to do. And so she had him cremated, and she shared with us at a class that night that she wore some of his ashes in the necklace that she had on. And she said, so I take him everywhere I go, but I didn't dream all of the, (laughs) this was like her second or third trip that she had taken just since his passing. And I found it so joyful and so courageous that she would just quickly pick up and, and say, I do have a life left, and this was a plan that they had worked out. And she became a real um, a solid force in our group. I think the other women that had lost their spouses looked to her, talked to her a lot, and when she wrote to us after she returned to the United States, she said, my friends keep commenting that I act, I'm like a different person since I've been to Italy. And, you know, those are the kinds of things then that just warm my heart and make it all seem so worthwhile. Yeah. Um, I, I want to make sure that we talk about um, your business specifically about the logistics. And in other words, does somebody, does a group need to come to you, Lisa, with a group intact? Or can someone say, I'd like no. to take a trip and, and be placed in another group? Well, that's exactly what we do, is that they just sign up. Uh, a woman just signs up. Now, she, we have women sign up with their daughters or girlfriends. In fact, uh, one of our groups coming up has four women that are celebrating somebody's 50th 
birthday. <laughs> right. I'm sure you get a lot of those. <laughs> and mother-daughter. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, we get women sometimes that come with others, but we also get women that come just by themselves because, as I said, they don't have anybody to travel with, whether health or financial reasons or just desire to travel. And that's what I love about the group is that they can jump into it and, and be part of one of our groups. Yeah. You know, I would imagine that someone, you know, you you actually um, picked up and moved to Italy. But I think a woman who um, goes off on a trip um, to Italy or any place alone as well, um, that takes some courage, too. And it, it sounds to me like, they, yeah, they might be searching for something. Yes. And you know what? If they're only searching for joy, as, as this woman was who had so recently lost her spouse. I mean, she just was searching for that reason to get up in the morning and go on with life. And we hiked Cinque Terre, and when we got up to the top of the mountain, her eyes were just filled with tears. And she just said, I'm just so happy to be here. Oh, that's so wonderful. It is. It's great. It's really wonderful. It's great to be a facilitator of that. Yes, yes. And do you accompany, are you on the tours with everyone, or, or do you just... I am. You are, you are. I am. Sarah doesn't do all of them, because yeah. she is a, a mom of two young children, mm-hmm. but I'm on every tour. Yeah, that's terrific, Lisa. I'm I'm so glad to hear that. I think that you're a very special lady, and what oh. you're doing is, is helping a lot of women. Well, thank you so much. I feel the same about you. It was such a pleasure to get to speak with you. Oh, thank you so much. Listen, before we end the show, please give your contact information so if anybody's listening and they want to get in touch with you, they can. Okay, and we do have some a few spaces in our spring tours. Oh, good. It's um, com. Okay. Lisa, listen, I, I, I wish you much continued success and hope to get back to Italy and, and meet you in person. I would just so enjoy that. Thank you so much for this opportunity to chat. Oh, you're welcome, and thanks for joining us. Okay. That's it, everyone, for this week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. Again, my name is Sue Rocco, and if you would like to reach out uh, with questions about our show, feel free to go to our website, womentowatch.net, and that's women, the number two, watch.net. Have a great week, everyone.